0: You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I'm the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher discuss what spiritual bypassing is and how it has influenced their healing journey. Spiritual bypassing is one way we avoid feeling painful emotions that are often messy and feel shameful. Listen in as Candace and Cher begin this important conversation. Hi,
1: Cher. Hey, Candace, good to see you, girl. Ah, oh, so nice to see you. I have so much fun doing this with you. Yeah, oh, I know. I look forward to every opportunity that we get together
2: and talk and process trauma out loud. I, I love our times together.
1: It feels so good to be on an authentic journey of healing and also not as licensed clinicians, but as lifelong. Learners of all the tools and resources that we have to heal. Yeah. And to know other people that are on this journey as well. I just love the community that we formed around Uh, this. Yeah.
2: Now it's really easy to just say, wow, I've really been struggling with anxiety. For example, I've really been struggling with anxiety. And then to feel that support of people moving in close. Yeah, it's really such a beautiful experience.
1: I'm smiling so big because I was thinking of a text thread that we had going earlier today. And one of our story group sisters, I had I had used the word, the word trust, it felt like it was just pregnant with so much hope. Yeah. She said, Can you tell us more, Candace? Yeah. And it just made me so grateful that we no longer just like we want to hear more. Yeah, there's so much goodness to being in a community of lots of deep kindness and curiosity, whether we're feeling like we're having a win or we're struggling.
2: Yeah, and where we can be authentic, where we do not have to hide, pretend and perform and where we don't. I think when we might lean toward that, somebody will really gently call us out and say, "Hey." I I see
1: something there. Can you say more? Just so good. Speaking of hiding and pretending and performing is leading me to think about our topic today. Yeah. And we are going to tackle the topic of what is spiritual bypassing? How have we experienced that? And how can we look for that? And so we kind of worked up our idea of how we see spiritual bypassing. And I'm just going to read this. But it's using spiritual ideas and practices to bypass our personal pain and struggles and to put ourselves on a platform, maybe just metaphorically, as our declaration that we are okay when in fact we're really not. And sometimes we don't even realize how not okay we are.
2: Yeah. And I want to just also say that we, for both Candace and I, we have experienced a lot of spiritual bypassing in our lives. We were very good at spiritual bypassing. We were a part of the evangelical Christian church system where spiritual bypassing is kind of how we did life. Mm -hmm. So it's like there was this demand on us to show up and be okay. And if we would just implement the right practices like reading scripture, studying scripture, prayer, if we would do these things that would help us learn the right things to do, then we would be able to do them and then we would be just fine. Mm -hmm. And what there wasn't room for in my experience was to be messy. to, To be in a place where you were really struggling with something emotional or moral, and then to have somebody or a group or a community come around you and really help you in those times. So the demand was to show up and be okay, and if that meant hiding and pretending and performing, then that's what you had to do. Mm -hmm.
1: And it was hard. It was really hard for a long time. Mm -hmm. What's coming up for me is this idea of we need you to be useful. So do whatever you need to do to make sure that you are going to be useful. It's a different type of posture of heart than people coming towards us because they want to get to know us. Right. We talked about how we experienced that early on in our life. And I remember showing up, had been recently married, had kids young, married young. I was trying to do all the things. I, I had a lot going on in there that I was really trying to run away from things that I hadn't even known how deeply they had harmed me. So I was trying to create this life that just looked very different. My story coach and I, I've, I've told her this. I, I listen to Focus on the Family every day. I listened to family life every day and I worked damn hard at trying to create everything I heard. Yeah. I'm not even saying those didn't have great things to hear, yeah. except that I was coming from the point that I was trying to fix myself. And the way I fixed myself was to do all these practices mm-hmm. instead of being seen, known and loved and cared for in my places of hurt and harm, which I had a lot. And so as an early 20 something, I remember kind of showing up in the scene at church, and I did have the ability to teach and articulate and communicate. And so I was just placed in a lot of quote, leader type positions, leadership type positions. And that worked for a while, there was a part of that that felt good, it quieted the fear that I had, of there's something really wrong and bad about me. Mm. I will say I remember going to a leader and confessing something at one point that I had so much shame around. And the response was, I didn't mean to tell anyone as long as I repented and I was sorry, nobody needed to know. Yeah. And that was spiritual bypassing. Yeah, It's not, yeah, that we don't want to repent and, and confess to God. That's not it. It's just the nature of what I confess to him meant I had stories that needed to be seen and heard and tended to.
2: Yeah. And so today, as we talk about spiritual bypassing, this is kind of our background and our story, but spiritual bypassing is also very real, whatever your spirituality is. Every aspect of spirituality will have ways that we can deal with our real life struggles through coping and doing the right thing or working hard, trying hard, whatever, rather than really going to the deep places. We want to just make that clear that if your background is not the evangelical Christian church, listen in anyway. Don't shut this out, even if you hear some of our examples that go in that direction.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because people do have different experiences. And we are coming from our experience. And, and we we know other people who have had the same experience. But I'm just wondering, Cher, why, why do we use spiritual bypassing?
2: So I think it's used because the trauma or the harm that we experienced as children, our whole body and our whole brain formed around not feeling that pain, because There was nothing that we could do at that point in time to find a solution. And so we really did develop coping strategies and coping mechanisms from the very earliest parts of our lives. But at the core, we spiritually bypass because we want to avoid feeling the feelings. We want to avoid feeling the emotions like anger or disappointment or jealousy or whatever it is that comes up. We also want to really avoid the sensations in our body. If we get into a situation and all of a sudden I'm feeling a lot of fear, it's really hard to go toward that. We just do everything we can to escape. We can use our spiritual platform now as we grow older in our years, and we have more tools at our fingertips within our system of our spirituality that enables us now to not go toward these places that, that where we desperately need healing, but instead to not have to feel the deep struggle and the deep pain that we know is there. Spiritual bypassing really helps us avoid the feelings in our body
1: and the emotions that we don't want to feel. So, we're women in our 50s and 60s, and we have similar stories in how we were immersed into serving and how we needed to show up. And we are hearing more and more stories of people that did all the things. There's nothing wrong with doing the things, but why we do the things and how we do the things and when we do the things matter. And so we feel we have felt burdened about this for quite a while because it's taken us time to have a cohesive narrative of our own stories, which includes our faith journey. I'm wondering if you can just give some examples of Areas that we typically want to use spiritual bypassing or it's used against us to escape certain things of doing the work of being healed.
2: Yeah. So when things pop up like deep feelings of loss and grief, Mm -hmm. struggles from losing an important relationship. Shame that we feel over our, our, our stories of harm, our, whether that's abuse or assault or domestic violence or craziness in our families or whatever. Shame that we feel the deep senses of loneliness and, and emptiness that we live with, even though we might be surrounded by people on a regular basis, still feeling those deep feelings of loneliness and emptiness insecurity that we just cannot shake. And so we continually compare ourselves and find ourselves not being enough. These self-sabotaging behaviors that we just keep doing over and over, struggling with emotions like fear, anxiety, depression, anger, Emotions that are not really allowed in our community. And if we show up that way, we're going to look very messy. So instead, mm-hmm. we find ways to press it down. Our struggles that we have with attachment difficulties, and that could be in the friendships, that can also be in our marriage, that can also be with our children. Mm-hmm. What if we're really struggling to connect with or attach to the people who are most important in our lives? So, all of these various areas that real people deal with every day. Mm -hmm. And if our communities cannot allow us to come forward with authenticity and say, I'm really struggling here, and I don't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. And instead of our communities being filled with people who are able to say, oh, sister, I hear you. And I would love to help you explore that. Instead of that, we get the pat answers and the platitudes like forgive, forget, and go on. Or we get the warnings like, if you keep feeling, I I remember hearing this, if you keep feeling so angry all the time, this is going to really ruin your life. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just ludicrous that these kind of things are said when we are dealing with stories of deep, deep harm that our brain
1: and our body literally cannot let go of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to confess that I've done it myself. I experienced it and then I moved into it and I have this memory of someone one day who had just lost, I believe it was her grandmother. And, you know, she's sitting next to me and she's crying and she's expressing this pain. And I remember I said to her, sorrow lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I can't tell you, looking back, you know, that's a clear picture to me that I had never been able to feel and hold my own painful emotions that were there yeah that were being covered up by spiritual bypassing i also i feel like i want to offer this invitation and it it's coming from this place of i remember years ago trying to get some conversations going around what's being said from i'm just going to name it the pulpit I would often say to my husband, there's so many people in this place that actually cannot relate to the stories that are being told week after week after week. There was frustration there. I actually had someone tell me something very similar a week ago. They said, you know, I just can't relate to these stories. And I want to say we need stories being told and shared. I don't even know. It's not even about from the pulpit. It's just in these small communities yeah. to where we don't feel like there's something wrong or bad with us because we don't have these stories that look all shiny. Right. Yeah, I, I hear
2: you. And, the, and, and, and we also acknowledge that when people have not done their own work, they cannot mm. share the things that need to be shared. Systems are what they are. We want these systems to be different. I so much want these systems to be different. And the fact is, is that a lot of these systems that I am familiar with are led by leaders who have not done this kind of work. And so all they can offer is, with their sincere hearts, all they can offer is spiritual bypassing. So that's where they are. And we'll let them be like, that's where they are. And me too, Candace. that's where I was for so long as a leader in that system. And I too know that I hurt many people with my platitudes. We're saying here today, spiritual bypassing is not helpful. It does not bring healing. It prolongs us being stuck. That's the only thing that spiritual bypassing does is it prolongs us being stuck. And once we recognize that we have things, we have story, we have baggage, we have messiness, and we want freedom from that, acknowledging spiritual bypassing is really important. And to be able to say, I have been trying to get free from this through doing the right thing or or whatever, but it's not working. And so now I know I'm being called to go deeper into my stories. I want us to close then today with just this, like, why do we encourage moving toward real healing? And I, I love what Carl Jung said, what you resist persists, mm-hmm. what you resist persists the phrase that we have used many, many times is, wherever I go, there I am. Mm -hmm. And these same struggles keep showing up again, and again, and again. And we might have times when they feel like they're gone, but then here they are again. And we know that there is a way to experience healing and freedom to these places of deep harm and deep struggle so that we can go through life and we can do our relationships in ways where we can be real and authentic and messy and struggling and honest mm-hmm. and healing. And that's what we really want to offer. So next time we're going to talk more about, okay,
1: if we stop spiritually bypassing, what do we do instead? Yeah, I look forward to that conversation. And when we've experienced this. And we're working through what that has meant in our lives. I know I have experienced some anger, some sadness, some guilt, some shame. And so this next conversation is going to be about what we can do to move away from that and authentically heal. Love you, friend. Love you too.
0: Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandaceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Pilot Story, LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.